0: All right, we're back, Aaron. What's one thing that you learned in Sweden? One thing I learned in Sweden <laughs> was uh, you, you. One thing I really like uh, enjoyed observing was when you asked um, Andreas what's one thing you look for in in a leader, and he said I look for someone um, who can listen and can be told, can be told that I can tell what to do. Right? Yeah, and
1: he didn't even hesitate. I, no, I said, he didn't. He didn't "What's the design? number one characteristic you yeah. look
0: for?" And he said that they can be told. Yeah, and that's that's I think one that goes against everything. People that are young enjoy yeah. but I think it's something that's so necessary especially when you're doing church at a large in a large massive vision with a massive vision in a large platform and you go okay when, when people are constantly questioning you why why this why that it, it kind of defeats the purpose of like leadership mm-hmm. you know you, you're in and you're going to trust them you know what I mean? And there's going to be failures. There's going to be, like, I always find it interesting when, like, people expect you to have a perfect run. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to fail. You're going to fail. And then, But when you fail, it's my fault. But when I fail, it's my fault, too. <laughs> well, I think that um, the idea that what they look for is, to, is someone who can
1: be told, it's really dealing with the issue of teachability. Hmm. You're looking for someone who's teachable. You're looking for someone who's pliable, adaptable, whose spirit is uh, tender. And willing to learn new things, because right. when a person is unwilling to learn, then they're incapable of growing. If you're not willing, you know, to learn, right. you're not going to be
0: able to grow. So if you're young and you want to lead, and even if you just want to learn, or if you just want to be on a team, if they tell you to do something. Listen,
1: do it. Do it. Yeah, and don't just do it when you agree. Yeah, do it when it's hard. Yeah, do it when you disagree. Yeah. and uh, Because I think one of the great challenges in life is to learn how to be under authority. So I think about the centurion that went to Jesus when Jesus yeah. um, isn't- seemed to be moving in his direction. He said, hey, you don't need to come to my house. Yeah. I'm a man of authority. I have people under my authority. I'm under authority. Just speak it, and it'll happen. I yeah. think that the people who grow the fastest are the ones who have a posture. There's someone I can learn from, yeah. and I'm going to trust them.
0: And I, I kind of think of it like a... Like, when your computer is processing and it has the little spinning thing and it's just mm-hmm. taking forever and it's not loading. And mm-hmm. think that sometimes that's how we can posture ourselves. When we don't agree with our leadership, we just slow down the process so much to where it makes it so impossible for people to actually get stuff done. Mm-hmm. But then we don't realize that they're actually slowing down the whole process and the whole movement. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I just go like, if, if you don't like it, don't, you know, don't, don't be under the person. Don't take right. a paycheck. Don't, don't be the volunteer. But also like till you've ever had to ask someone else, something that's hard. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I always tell leaders, I'm like, it's easy to lead when it's when things are fun and we're growing and it's hard. <laughs> and then it's harder to lead when you mess up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's even harder to leave when someone else leaves the church because of you. I so said, if they're always leaving because of me, it's not that hard for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, when, when people start getting mad at you for things and you actually have to deal with it and have the conversations and X, Y, Z, that's when you're really leading at like a high level, mm-hmm. I, I think. And... And I, I always just think it's interesting that when you posture yourself to learn and to listen, and I have I have trouble with it. Like you tell me things to do, and I question ninety nine questions. And all right, so you're a you, pretty stubborn guy. Yeah, I'm pretty
1: stubborn. You're very opinionated.
0: A lot of opinions. All
1: right. So, what are some things that you've had to work on internally to go? Okay, I need to learn how to be told.
0: What do you mean? Like, like if someone was like you, I think you have something in mind. Why no, don't you no. just can't say. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's like me. Um, I think there's, well, there's there's always time there's always a place and a time and place for everything. There's a time for brainstorming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so if you're not in that room for the brainstorming session, be okay with it. I think the people who are more who who say yes and go, "Okay, I'll get it done." They're the people you're more likely to invite into that room.
1: Bam, right? That's exactly right. Yes, I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I look for the person who takes on the project that they did not have a say in. And yeah. that's the person that's going to have a say in the next
0: project. Yeah. 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 so it, good. I think so many times we can get into, like, it's like the Council of Nicaea, uh, or like the UN summit, about, like, where are we going to move the stage monitors? And it's like, okay, at the end of the day, we all want to get the same thing done. We want it to be great. So let's just go with one way. And if it doesn't work, we'll go with another way.
1: Okay. You know? We're leaving okay. Sweden. It's leaving Sweden. We're going Sweden. to Copenhagen. So Aaron McManus. No, I'm going to ask you no, this no, question. No no no. No 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 no, 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 no. What's what's no? This is an important one for you to answer, I yes, think. Okay. Uh, when you talk, when we were talking to Pastor Thomas. Um, we asked him what was what was the key when you began a church from scratch that now five years later is the largest church in Denmark. Uh, what
0: did you look for in your leaders? He said we had 50 people at the first like meeting that he did. Mm-hmm. He said I picked the 10 people who smiled at me. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, "You're the nicest people in the room. You're going to be our Connect Group leaders." And then he had to go on a trip. When he came back, they were like doing Connect Groups, and they were. And he said, "It's easy. Just play it. You know, play a video, ask some questions, eat a meal, see you next week." So you're looking and for the friendliest people. Looking for the friendliest people. You're looking for people who smile. For the people who want to be around people. And that's that's who you build your church around, right?
1: But it's so funny because they were all new. So they didn't even have like maybe a common theology. Yeah. they didn't have. Maybe spiritual maturity. They, they didn't know the culture, but they were kind. Yeah. <laughs> and kindness is sticky.
0: Yeah, kindness is sticky.
1: And, and so if you're going to uh, combine those two things together, look for people who are teachable and look for people who are who kind. Are kind. If, you, um, if you find those two things, you might have something really, really powerful. Yeah, it's so good. Mosaic Venice. Mosaic Venice. You, you guys have done an amazing job uh, in Thank six you. months. It's been six months. You yeah. guys just broke four hundred in attendance yeah. on Wednesday night, yeah. And uh, that's four twenty-one. That's, that's pre- four twenty-one. All right, it's a pretty incredible growth yeah, yeah, in six it's, months. It's been good, and um, you have people who are incredibly teachable, yeah. And you have people who are incredibly kind, yes. And they begin to build those teams, and they've been able to grow that culture.
0: Yeah, I mean, it started with connect. Or connect we call them crews, mm-hmm. but uh, essentially, connect group or you know, small groups, life groups. Um, it started with, I think it started with, with one crew night, which was like broken into like 10 little small groups. Mm-hmm. And then a and basically a kid from Venice got, like gave his life to Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. and then I said I, I talked with you and said that's not really Connect Group or crew. That's actually church. <laughs> and I said, can't we do worship too? And you're like, actually, you know, you know, once crew we do crews and seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, once once that season's done, why don't we start a church? And and it went from there. And then it's been, you know, we outgrew our venue, and then went uh, to a new venue in Santa Monica. And then we've kind of been going back and forth. And the last week, read we our our previous venue in Venice, and then it just kind of blew up, and, 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 and it's just been, and it's interesting, too, because you always tell me, like, you know, there's those there's those Wednesdays where you just, like, everything doesn't go, like, everything goes wrong, but then, like, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to do church ever again. <laughs> like, what is life? But, no, that's been, I, I have a killer team, and, and there's been huge leadership changes, like, you know, I've had two co-leads who, you know, have gone to, like, move on to other things, and and yet my team doesn't blink. Hey, is everything good? Great. What's the next thing? And I was even giving calls like last night going, well, how, how can we take on more? And it's been really cool because I haven't even had to, and there's no one who's paid to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not even paid to be there. I do other things. And and it's just been really cool to see like a volunteer culture who don't act like volunteers. Mm-hmm. They act like, you know, and it's just really like they're coming back to me going, I, gr- I grew this team. I don't need to be there anymore. I set up a leader. I'm like, I don't think, did I even, could you even do that? Great, that's amazing. So it's just been really cool to see how much God's like just, you know, blessed it. But then, you know, we've worked really hard for it. It's been really fun. And thank you for letting us have the opportunity because obviously. So good. Well, you know, we talked
1: about Sweden, what we learned there. We talked about Denmark. And I wanted to transition to Mosaic Venice because all over the world, people have been asking me about Mosaic Venice. Yeah. So if you were going to say to someone, uh, who's going to st- um, start a church in in Beirut or start a church in London or start a church in Cape Town or yeah. uh, wherever it may be.
0: Well, if they're going to start a church in Cape Town, I would say just just join Phil Dooley. That's true. Or, <laughs> and if
1: you're in London, I would
0: just say join Gary, Gary Clark because he is the godfather.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I didn't pick the right, the
0: right, the right cities. Too. Yeah, you yeah know. but if you're going to like start a church in like Tulsa. I don't or know, almost. pick a
1: spot, Aaron. If someone was going to do something from scratch yeah. and they said, uh, Aaron, what is like one of the principles that you feel like has really helped in Mosaic Venice, what would it be?
0: Yeah, I think I we built something different, and that was that was the whole idea was for it to obviously to feel like mosaic and to be a, and to be mosaic in its essence, but to be something that was different than my leadership style. Um, I was dealing with a bunch of people, and it was kind of an accident. So it was like no one knew what what we were doing. I think the first meeting we even ever had, everyone showed up late. And then we had to like address that before it even got started. And so there was just like, we had so many, like no one, we're solving problems the first night and I'm freaking out. They're freaking out. Like, no, there was no calm in this storm. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of it was just like, wait, you know, if you had told me in month two, when things actually got real, cause month one, it was just exciting and it, like people were showing up and then month two is like, okay, who's really coming. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I looking six months down the, the line and I go, I don't even think we've really succeeded. I think, I think we've had wins, you know what I mean? But building, I think building a culture that one reflects your leadership first and foremost, if we don't reflect you and what you're doing in, in the core of the church, then we've lost. So we've always asked ourselves, did it feel, did it feel like church? Did it feel like home? and we want to and then we're always talking about being um, a part of the, the heart of the church but also being unique you know mm-hmm. so we, we use a little bit different you know, we use come as you are and, mm-hmm. and, and, cause, and I think it's awesome and we also use the themes that the whole church uses. so it's like we, we have a little bit of uniqueness and a little bit of unity we always like unity mm-hmm. and uniqueness you that's know? good
1: yeah it's really good I love that
0: yeah cool